I'm Hazel. Welcome to the Porty Podcast. This week's episode should be paired with a light and fruity beverage or maybe a hot salty snack followed by something rich and indulgent because we are about to find out about the making of a new recipe book called Porty Food Map, The Trader's Stories. First, we'll hear from Jo Turbot about how she came up with the idea in the first place. I'm a foodie. I just love food. I love cooking. Back in 2012, it's a bit embarrassing, but I was a master chef and got to the professional kitchen stage, came off of that, wanted to know more. I just, just wanted to know more and more and more and more. I didn't just become fascinated about having lots of recipes. I became fascinated about the science of food and, and you know, how fresh ingredients could really add to to things and it came to the second lockdown and obviously you can't go out for dinner. I started up a thing called the Lighthouse Keepers Lunch, which is an Instagram account. And with that, I was going, well, I'm going to set myself a menu every single Saturday between now and the Easter holiday. And I'm going to cook for myself and I'm going to have, a, you know, canopies. I'm going to have starter. I'm going to have main course. I'm going to have a dessert. And I'm going to get a pairing for the main course from the wine shop. So it was from that that I started really using the local traders. So that's how I got to know Robbie at Rootdown and Billy at Findlay's and James along at Williamson's and Adam and Alex in, in the fine wine shop. And not getting to know that. And I was a bit like, here, this is really cool. Like you can You can do your entire food shop and not leave Porty High Street at all. And you can get some of the most amazing produce and not just the, the produce, but the people. Like it was going in and having chats and, and them going, oh, what are you cooking? Oh, and we've got a great wine in or um, no, we don't have that ingredient, but but how about this? And, and people get to know you. And I think it was that connection that started to happen. And then one day just walking from one end of the high street to the other and going, oh my goodness. There is a community out here and there's a map. There's a food map of Portobello. How could we use this? How could this be a thing? And at the time, they were calling for submissions of ideas to raise money for the Portobello Town Hall. And I thought, well, you know, you could sell a recipe book. That would be a nice thing to do. So really, the idea is twofold. Yes, we want to raise money, but we also want to really celebrate the stories of the traders. And the book is called Porty Food Map, The Trader Stories. It's been fascinating. Williamson's Fishmongers have been on the high street since 1901. Gail, along at Delhi 194, her dad bought her the shop when she was 17 and a half, and she's been there ever since. People love to go in, and it's like she's welcoming people into her home which is the same as Nick and Gary along at Passy's. They want that feeling as well. And the amazing Italian couple that run Amelia and, and just, it's just been such a heartwarming and lovely project. Then meeting Jennifer Elliott as part of this and the way that she's brought in, you know, John Davey, who's doing the pictures. We got talking to a couple that run the Little Green Van who introduced us to this amazing woman called Barbara who's doing all the illustrations. It's now become this community project and I'm going, whoa! 
Mrs. Johnson's, you know, hers is a Brazilian recipe because she's bringing Brazil to the high street. Other people, it's something that they just always make. It's their thing. It's their comfort food. And Severinos are involved. They're submitting their, the, the meatball recipe that really brought the family around the dinner table. Crepes from crumbs, pan of chocolate, bread and butter pudding from the little green van. You know, it's just vibrant. And I am just, as you can hear, just bowled over by by the responses that we've had. There's talk of volume two. I'm like, whoa, whoa, steady. Yeah, let's get volume one out. But the idea of volume two is we look at the people's story, the Portobello community's favourite recipes. So watch this space. Are you able to give us a taster of any of the recipes? The SB have submitted an amazing recipe for their, their kedgeri. Google Beats have submitted a lovely recipe for fried aubergine that you can serve with some basmati rice. Root Down um, have submitted a recipe for, I think it's cauliflower, really celebrating the, the produce that they sell. Billy at Findlay's has submitted a recipe for rack of lamb, and that is just one of my favourite things. And the wine shop have submitted a list of wine pairings the amelia team have given us an amazing i mean their their pasta is out of this world when you have the recipe book you'll have the secret obviously it's in in the making and the chef they've been making pasta for restaurants across edinburgh for years and years and years and years and they both kind of went here we should do this so they they set up amelia and i was like i'm very glad you did there'll be lots in there lots of treasure lots of foodie treasure please, please, please buy the book. Every single bit of money that comes in will be going to the refurbishment of the town hall. That is absolutely, first and foremost, the key here. But also, on top of that, it's about going, how lucky are we to have such a vibrant food community? It's a must-have for people in Porty. Now it's time to hear from Porty podcast favourite, Jennifer Elliott, who is Joe's partner in crime on this endeavour. She really is a foodie, um, whereas I like to eat, but I'm not even the cook in my house. <laughs> but I can cook and do cook, but I like, I love community and I love the high street and I love the Porty effect when you go along the road that you have to build in half an hour extra to talk to people. I discovered that the fishmonger that I have used all these years, I've been in Porty 15 years, that they have a smokery out the back and do their own smoked let me get this right is it haddock i think it's smoked haddock that's in their recipe you find out the stories of harem murdochy the owner of the boathouse and you know the portobello empire that is st andrews and oscars to hear his backstory as a kurdish refugee child was a story i didn't know so there is all sorts of flavors and histories and tales to be told in the recipes that we're bringing out so they're captured and I hope will be of interest to people new and old of Porty, the Porty stalwarts that have been here all their lives and can say, I remember when such and such was such and such, and that it'll be interesting for the newcomers to, and we're hoping it'll spark conversations that if someone buys the recipe book, they'll go into the shop and say, oh, I tried your such and such recipe. Well, the first one that came in was Harry's dog treats, and I first of all hadn't gone to them, but when I was talking to the restaurant in front of my house, Miro's, Paul from Harry's was in and I said, actually, do you know, do you want to put a dog recipe in? And he was straight on it. He sent a recipe that I honestly, when I read it, thought, eh, Paul, I had to go back to him and say, Paul, is this, 
is this a dog recipe? Because <laughs> everything sounds edible. So he tells me that it is um, human consumable. It could be the, the things that are in there, but they, they market it for dogs. And actually having talked to other people, getting a dog recipe in there is probably marketing savvy because all the people that come to Portobello who are dog walkers, that gives them a theme. Would you believe we got two recipes in that were almost identical? So we've had to work out the politics of that one. But uh, people have come to us and said, is the recipe book going to be vegan? And well, we kind of had to say there's a butchers and a fishmongers on the high street. So probably not, but we'll we recognise that for a lot of people that's really important and so we'll, we'll make sure there's versions of the, the recipes and obviously Root Down are going to do a vegetarian, indeed vegan recipe I think. Harem's recipe, he's not doing one from any of the restaurants, it's a, a lentil soup I've been told which was much more from the origins of fleeing as refugees so there's a real personal story there rest assured a broad spectrum and it's the traders choosing what they want that's the theme this is essentially the launch of the pre-order campaign so we want to secure pre-orders that de-risks it for portobello central it is a fundraiser we don't want to go out and order 500 books and then only sell 50 and have lost money that would be irresponsible as trustees of a charity so if we get the pre-orders now that'll determine when we order the books in February, we'll place them in February, they'll come in March and there's definitely going to be a collection event for the pre-order books and it'll probably be outside the town hall because we don't yet have access to the town hall. We hope that work will be done in the town hall sometime April to June. Um, the council are expected to be putting out a tender. There was funding that we secured that had to be committed by the 31st of March Naively, we thought the work would be underway by November and we'd be opening the town hall now. As I understand it, it's harder to get a hold of contractors. Um, even for the council, it's harder to get a hold of contractors. It's harder to get a hold of materials. Portobello Central have been trusted with keys for the front gate and for the grounds and the building nobody's really getting into yet until the works are done. But we're working much more closely with the council on that and we would like to have a spring launch of Porty Recipe Book. And that builds on a theme that when Portobello Central did the 300 conversations in 30 days, right at the beginning, this was deep lockdown, June 2020, we really couldn't go out and engage in a public campaign. We did these online conversations and questionnaires and food was a real theme that came out of what people wanted at the town hall. So when Joe came to me with the idea of a recipe book, I thought, yep, ticks all the boxes, meets the objective of bringing new life to the heart of Portobello. We see the town hall as the heart of the high street in Portobello, but it's it's a heart at the moment that's closed and in a bad nick. <laughs> so we're hoping to provide some life support and tap into the vibrancy that is already on the high street. Essentially, you tell us you want one, two, seven, ten copies. The books will be £12 on pre-order. You need to make that transfer to Portobello Central's bank account your guaranteed way to get a copy of the Portobello recipe book is to pre-order at the £12 price. And it's likely to be the best price and you get to be part of the launch event in March. You come along and collect your book, maybe with a little bit of celebration fanfare, whatever we're allowed to be doing and gathering at that point, you can be part of that celebration if you've pre-ordered. Hopefully that's whet the appetite and we'd love to hear your responses. Perhaps this episode has reminded you of a porty recipe. We do really love it when listeners get in touch. Recently, Neil wrote to us. 
He knows about the complex flood situation in Musselburgh and thought that our podcast explained the situation well and even described it as high quality journalism, which made our day. So thank you, Neil. Now, all compliments, but also comments and suggestions are very welcome.